This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we've got a very exciting episode. We're going to talk about huge, I mean impossibly giant crystals, um, where they're at, what they're made out of, why they're so giant. Also we're going to talk about um, what about mining crystals for a full-time job. How would you like to do that full-time? We're going to also delve into cat's eyes, the phenomenon as known as cat's eyes, how that happens and what it is, and some of the stones that it occurs in. Also, we're going to talk about fossils a little bit. There's a 12-year-old that found a duck-billed dino. Also, we're going to talk about where you can actually go and dig treasures. We'll hit a few areas. A couple human interest stories. So let's get right into it. But first, I want to thank you guys for tuning in as always, supporting the channel, checking out our blogs, checking out our YouTube videos. We just got back from um, going out to Kramer Junction in the Mojave Desert. We were prospecting and digging up jasper, different colors, red and yellow. There's a tricolored out there. It's kind of an orange, red, and green. We actually were able to find some of that. We were looking for some cherry opal. Um, we found some lighter colored opal and some interesting um, kind of a greenish yellow opal. We didn't find a real bright, bright cherry red, but we also found some uh, onyx, uh, like a uh, like calcite type ag, uh, excuse me, calcite type onyx, and a few other finds that were out there. We videotaped the whole experience and uh, can share that with you if you want to go to YouTube and check that out. All our links are. I will leave a um, an attachment to the. Uh, to the blog at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. At the bottom of any blog, you can find all our other links. Now, um, we're not being monetized right now. We're still waiting for some monetization, so anybody who wants to help out, we appreciate that um, link at the bottom. So let's get right into it. Uh, also, I giving a plug to a company. Um, th they haven't sponsored us in any way, but just for you know, if you're ever bored, you don't have a lot of rocks to work on, or maybe you just don't want to get the rock um, lapidary equipment, you just want to do something, you know, you're interested in jewelry and gemstones and stuff like that. There's a lot of different avenues, but Fire Mountain Gems, which you can just go to their website, www.firemountaingems.com, um, and you get on their email list, and sometimes they'll send you, you know, instructions on how to make stuff so they just sent me one in the email how to make these earrings that look like Christmas trees now they're showing you how to do it with uh, crystals and sometimes glass beads and things like that but they you can also get beads that are made out of gemstones as well and that way you can incorporate your love of gemstones into making some jewelry makes great gifts for your family and stuff like that and uh, sometimes it's good to clutter up your inbox with uh, emails from these different uh, types of companies because sometimes they give you some good ideas too all right uh, a little human interest story here in the uh, jewelermagazine.com on october the 21st um Arab uh, Arabella Roden wrote about the Australian gemstone dealer that was linked to Al Qaeda or Al Qaeda. And uh, the U.S. government has uh, helped uh, identify this uh, person who's designated as a facilitator with a terrorist organization. And they were selling colored gemstones and stuff like that. Interesting article. Um, sometimes. I don't think we're affected by that too much. Most of us general lapidary people and stuff, but uh, 
boy, you just never know what's going on out there. So be careful. Also, another interesting um, a stamp, a commemorative stamp. You can look at this at www.croatiaweek.com. Week like W-E-E-K. And there was an article in there on the 20th that was... Uh, I'm going to get a swig of coffee here. Excuse me. That was released for a commemorative stamp where they have these meteors. And they've got some pictures there of them. And... Um, it looks like, you know, you could probably get like a first day of issue and they'll have the whole big picture of these meteorites here and then the stamp can come out. But uh, definitely looks like a pretty cool collectible that came out. It's part of their new commemorative postal block from the Minerals and Rock series. So whether you're a stamp collector or a mineral lover, um, you might want to check this out. You know, there's some famous sites in Croatia where um, there's about 50 specimens of uh, meteorites that have landed there. Some of them are um, known as the Zagreb iron and uh, also another meteorite which is an iron meteorite that fell on 1751 in a little village um, Domovic. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right but not too far from where the other meteorite had fallen and um, their little fragments have been found of this um, all over the ground with a nickel concentration. So kind of cool uh, to be able to collect that if you're really into it. Now another interesting story about nano diamonds. I think we've talked about this a little bit, but this article just came out. Um, we might have talked about it recently, but this article came out, Natural Nano Diamonds in Oceanic Rocks, came out on the 16th University of Barcelona. And uh, said that these little nano diamonds, they're very, very hard. And one of the interesting things they found is typically when they find diamonds, the geology behind it suggests that there was incredible amount of pressure that caused this carbon to, you know, form these diamonds. But in this case, they're saying maybe not so hard, uh, high of pressure, not ultra high pressure, but uh, maybe a lot lower pressure down at the bottom of the sea these uh, are formed now they didn't really say if uh, these were going to be you know uh, be able to be used for industrial purposes or what but just that these are on the continental edge of north america um, and were created during the, the collision with the caribbean oceanic um, island arch and they feel this happened you know millions of years ago and whatnot but uh, there's also inclusions that are led uh, that are filled inside with this olivine which is very the most common rock but also this diamond which they think it happened uh, under different temperatures and pressures lo much lower than formally thought so if you want to read more about that you can check that out at phys.org and uh, just look up natural nano diamonds in oceanic rocks and that will pop right up by the way Hope you guys appreciate uh, all the research we do, going through a lot of articles that are, you know, n pretty deep reads and trying to extrapolate stuff that would be interesting to you so you could determine if you want to do more research on it. I hope you find that entertaining. You appreciate that. Um, if you do, come join some of our social media and support us by subscribing and liking and sharing. Um, that's all we do. That's all we ask for. Next, do you got crystals? Do you think you'd like to be a gem miner full time? 
at uh, www.nytimes.com under Got Crystals, question mark. Gem mining could be your full-time job. There's a pretty lengthy article here about modern-day prospectors making thousands of dollars selling precious stones that they dig up themselves. Now, this was uh, written by Alexandra Marvar on October 19th, and they talk about the Herkimer Diamonds uh, spot, uh, and in October, they were open there, and then people are digging for these beautiful Herkimer uh, crystals that resemble a diamond. There's a picture there of it. You can dig up moonstones in Montana, amethyst and emeralds in North Carolina, garnet and quartz in upstate New York. Many pay-to-dig mines around the United States. You can dig through these piles and find keepers for as little as $10 a day. The Herkimer um, site in New York, you can pay only $14. Uh, you get a whole day of prospecting, and you get an actual rock hammer to take with you, and children under four or three are free. rather. So um, a lot of people are international people that come all over the world to dig these, but because of the coronavirus, um, there's a lot less people coming. So this could be a great year to, um, you know, profit off of this and get the better diggings and um, the and the gemstones for yourself. Now, um, it also depends on how serious you are. It says, um, oh, fossicking. Fossicking is what they call rock hounding in uh, Britain and also in Australia. I love that term. Let's go fossicking. Um, this is what a lot of folks come over here to do in our country because there's more open areas and there's uh, things that they can add to their collections. Now, if you're seeking mica, aquamarine, uh, rose quartz, and other treasures, um, you you know you're limited to to where you can go do it. Um, but there is areas um, like say aquamarine, for example, and small mica can be found here in San Diego at the Ocean View Mine and uh, at the Pala Mine. So there's two mines. You pay a fee for that, and uh, it's cheaper in groups. If you're in a rock club, uh, you know, a lapidary mineral club, you can get some better deals, or if you bring a whole family, you can save a little bit of money. But um, it's quite, it's kind of expensive, but I mean, you're looking at finding morganite, um, aquamarine, tourmaline, a lot of wonderful uh, lepidite, all kinds of rocks and minerals there to be found. Um, kyanite crystals, I found one, um, little one, but you know, hey, check out my video on uh, YouTube. I've got the whole experience of going to the Ocean View Mine and mining there all day. I mean, the video I only show me sorting through it for a few seconds and then we go through all my finds, but man, I worked my rear end off that day and I think it was worth it. It was a lot of fun. Um, other people have gone uh, digging at the diamond mine in Arkansas. You go to the uh, crater of the diamond mines. It says $10 a day. I think it's more than that, but it says $10 here in this particular article. Um, you can find quartz there. You may not find a diamond, but uh, there's other things to be found there. If you know you go enough times, hopefully you'll find something. Um, $50 a day uh, for digging at... Uh, where was it here? And you can find crystals at referring to Ron Coleman Mining, a crystal mine in Arkansas where a couple recently unearthed a once-in-a-lifetime 15-pound clear quartz point they later sold for $1,500. 
So there's another spot, Arkansas, where you can dig up these huge, beautiful crystals. Um, says uh, Stallings do earn a living selling specimens of gold, amazite, pyrite, quartz, fluorite, shark teeth, and obsidian out of the back of their RV. These are people who are just prospecting these different pay sites, and then they go around and sell these things. Um, also, hunting the Uberite uh, by UV flashlight. There's another way. Uh, go see our buddy Eric Rentamaki. He's on our Facebook group there. Uh, just look up Uberlite. Go to the Uberlite. I think he has Uberlite.com. You can go to his site, find out about trips there. Um, and uh, other areas, some people say a, a rockhound, in theory, can make up to $10,000 a month selling his or her finds on the internet mineral or crystal that is hand collected um, is uh, may fetch several times the price as one that is uh, imported from a commercial mine so uh, especially where there's that conflict you know where um, gemstones are being mined by slave labor and, and you know substandard um, type of things so this can be very very uh, appealing also they talk about uh, amethyst cluster the size of a gentleman's torso, aquamine crystal, uh, aquamarine crystal, the size of his forearm. Um, some of these finds that uh, have been found here at these different rock hounding places um, are amazing. Let's see what else we have here. Um, of course, there's fossils and areas like that that you can mine and prospect. Here's another area, uh, Herkimer land, uh, mining $5 a day. Um, you get they carted off a 16-pounder, uh, and um, what else, what else, what else? Let's see if there's any other areas here they have. Um, also, if you take those rocks and gems and make uh, minerals out or make jewelry out of them, that can even personalize it more. Sometimes people like that, and um, you can make more, or the crystals, you know, to the new age people, those can be very sought after so um, somebody here had found a thousand crystals um, and they made uh, had twenty seven thousand dollars worth of crystals that they'd accumulated so there's another story there um, what else do we have here I don't want to read the whole I'm not reading the whole article to you I'm just trying to pick out the the highlights so there's several other places here you can look that up just look up pay to dig um, gemstones and you're gonna get a whole slew of places so there's some how about a baby t-rex the first of their kind and they're kind of cute um, you can go to slash gear.com there's an article here called baby t-rex bones are the first of their kind and kind of cute by Chris Burns on October 16th They've got a mouse, picture of a mouse here, and they've got a picture of these skulls of these recently discovered baby T-Rexes, and the head is about the size of a baby mouse. Um, they have found some pretty good um, fossils here. They're finding a lot of them in Canada, um, in Alberta, Canada, to be specific. They have a diagram here of these different dinosaurs. First they found a claw, then they found a skull. They're finding other little parts all over the place that uh, are indicating these little babies were running around and uh, I'm sure that would be quite a fine quite a fine let's see how would you like to dig up some fossils how would you like to go fossil hunting under the article on uh, dailymail.co.uk 
It's entitled Where to Dig Up a Treasure. As Kate Winslet stars in a film about fossil hunting, here are fabulous spots to find your own. Written by Richard Meller for the Daily Mail. Um, he's talking about these Jurassic Coast. Uh, he calls it Fossil-tastic near Limes Regis, which has the best beaches in the East Cliff of Sharmouth, uh, and also a designated fossil coast that stretches about 35 miles from St. Just to Flamborough via Whitby in Yorkshire, and the West Coast Isle of Skye has extensive Jurassic finds. Anamite, Ichosaurus parts are common. So you go through this article here, and there's several beaches that uh, are out there uh, in England and uh, different areas where you can find some fossils in Welsh, uh, the beach where they recently discovered some uh, dinosaur footprints. Um, this says no spot yields more 200 million year old treasures than Lan Twit's major rocky cove over there at the uh, south of Cardiff on Parnarf Beach. So you can check that out. A lot of places where you can go here. There's a clip here of the movie uh, about Anamite. There's Fossil Coast where you can go. These beaches in North Yorkshire's um, yield um, Anamites um, and other wonderful fossils to be found. Several different uh, dinosaur footprints are highlighted here at the Isle of, of Wright. Pictured. Um, there's bones of iguanodons that are regularly collected here at Compton Bay, the Isle of Wight, and uh, pretty exciting. Essex sharks um, from Walton on Nays pictured is a good chance of uncovering fossils. There's quite a bit of fossils that are discovered all the time. Scott Discovery at Coran Beach, the Isle of Skye, uh, footprints of anthropods, giant two-legged herbivores from millions of years gone by, and other fossils. Um, ossified delights in uh, Kent's Isle of Shippery, uh, about 90 minutes from London. There you can find the crabs, lobsters, snake fossils, uh, nipa fruits, uh, all kinds of neat things that can be found there. Amazing in Antrim, um, Antrim, there's White Sand, uh, White Park Bay on North Antrim Coast. The beach has uh, vertebrae and um, there's squid-like urchins um, and other discoveries that can be found while fossiling. And it says there's a singing sand there where you hear like a humming noise and the the beach kind of vibrates with a humming noise. So all kinds of things there. If you want to touch that, if you want to check that out, DailyMail.co.uk. There's one for you. A 12-year-old discovers a uh, wonderful fossil, and uh, this is at www.cnn.com by David Williams. This was written on October the 16th. In-depth story here about how he was hiking with his dad in the Badlands of Alberta, Canada, and he looked up and uh, saw this bone. Went up there, checked it out, and it's from the duckbill dinosaur. Um, and they're, they've closed it off because you're not allowed to dig up bones in Canada. And they're finding that there's some 30, 40 bones that ha they found so far from these animals. And it looks like there might have been 
uh, more oh, 50 bones up to 50 bones of a young hadasaurus that uh, was probably about three or four years old so few juveniles have been found there so this is a really good discovery and that 12 year old he loves fossils so he had an eye for it um, our young people uh, can do amazing things amazing things all right let's see impossible huge impossible crystals in Denmark have finally been explained by scientists if you're not familiar with these giant crystals I actually did a little research this article um, at www.sciencealert.com uh, dated October 16th by David Neald it talks about these giant crystals and how they're formed and how they finally discovered how this happened it was due to these cold temperatures um, and just the right environment that allowed these things to grow so huge um, here at the Danish Basin. basin. And um, uh, the climate, you know, just was just so different. They think the sun was blotted out and that caused a quickly changing uh, climate and, uh, you know, ice age and stuff like that that allowed these crystals to grow to these huge, incredible um, sizes. So I'm like, well, what huge sizes? And it wouldn't say anywhere, right? So I looked it up. Um, uh, it's Ikeite. I-K-A-I-T-E, that is the name for this calcium carbonate that is these huge, huge crystals that we're talking about, and they get up to almost 60 feet tall. They are ginormous. They're famous crystals. Um, these columns go from the uh, floor toward the surface water where um, they just are ginormous in this rich calcium water where these sediments um, were able to uh, solidify uh, in in this way under this cool temperature and become so huge. Um, cold water is certainly required for formation um, for the nucleinization inhibitors like phosphate ions for the growth of the calcium carbonic phases such as calcite, oregonite, and uh, verite, and then of course our um, rock uh, Ikeite, however you say that. Okay, so that's kind of cool. Now, uh, let's see. I think I have another story, quick uh, story, which maybe we've talked about um, how they're doing these uh, mapping from satellites. But this is a a cooperation uh, on the USGS.gov website. Critical cooperation: How Australia, Canada, and the United States are working together to support critical mineral discovery. So if you're a real mineral nerd like I am, um, you'll want to check this out. It talks about the critical minerals, um, atomy, barite, berlinium, cobalt, fluorite, gallium, uh, germanium, graphite, uh, indium, lithium, magnesium, uh, niobium, tantalum, Platinum group elements, rare earth elements, reninium, terillium, tin, uh, tit titanium, vandium, tit titanium, zirconium. All these are critical minerals that they're looking for. And guess what? They've got it mapped out on the U.S. map. They've got it mapped out on the Canadian map. And they've got it mapped out on the Australian map. Now, 
Of course, these are just little spots on the map, but you know, if you do more research, you can find out, you can probably zero this down more and go look, go look and find what kind of minerals are there. If those are some that you like to collect, this is a wonderful resource for us rock hounds to try to find maybe some new discoveries. Of course, make sure the areas are open for collecting. Um, you know, don't, don't take advantage of that in the wrong way. Uh, take advantage of it in a good way. Now let's talk about cat's eyes. Cat's eye gems. Um, the pronunciation for the word that they use for cat's eye phenomenon is uh, Kato Yanis. Kato Yanis, if I'm saying it right. And if it's a star type um, sh design, it's as asterism. Asterism, okay? A S T E R I S M. And the um, the Kato, Kato Yance is C H A T O Y A N C E, okay? So this article's at uh, geology.com. You just go to geology.com and look up uh, um, Kato Yance uh, gems. The cat's eye phenomenon, and you will see a lot of great information there. This actually, the what causes this cat's eye that we see in these cat's eye gems. Excuse me for a second. Let's get a little sip of coffee. It is a optical illusion, basically, or a reflection. It's a band of light known as a cat's eye. As you take the stone and hold it in your hand and turn it from right to left, the the little cat's eye will move across the stone okay on this type um, some of the best stones that will display this are um, crystal beryl and tiger's eye and uh, it is very desirable in gemstones uh, there can be very what's inside is little thin parallel inclusions within the stone that's known as silk and the light will reflect from these inclusions from this small thin band across the surface of the stone. So a band of light always occurs at right angles to the length of all the parallel inclusions. And these inclusions can be in crystals, hollow tubes, uh, linear, linear structures, and things like that that are all throughout the stone and aligned within this crystallographic axis. These needle-like crystals, which could be rudal, could be hematite, um, they are very well known for producing a cat's eye in so many different specimens. Now, the um, Cato Yance of the cat's eye comes from a French word, Cate uh, Hoyer, which means to shine like a cat's eye. And when you look at a cat's eye, you see these little slits that are vertical, long, and um, the pupil is seems to be that way so that is kind of the appearance of these lights it makes a that line through the middle just like a cat's eye now tiger's eye cabochons um, can show up on uh, like honey on honey tiger eye cabochons uh, very nice um, cat's eye reflecting on that and you can see a picture of that uh, material from Central African Republic and uh, it does uh, come, it's, it's been uh, produced in large quantities and calibrated sizes. Now, you don't usually see a lot of calibrated sizes because people are trying to make the best of the cat's eye. So uh, sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. So one way to try to understand how this uh, Kato Yance is 
happening and how the light reflects is if you had a spool of a shiny thread or silk thread um, you could look at that spool and you would see the shine on the on the edge as you move the spool from right to left the the shine stays there so that's kind of one way of explaining it uh, cat's eye in an uh, atenolite now if you watched my video a couple weeks ago we went out and got some atenolite which um, was longer um, crystals that were not really super hard but some uh, antenolite can can be very hard and uh, is mined in in Tanzania and also can it has that fibrous texture so that silk that's in there uh, produces very strong cat's eyes that you can enjoy so again under the beam of light the band will move as the light is moved uh, to whatever angle you're going to see that cat's eye uh, kind of looking at you, right? So, some of the types of gems that are going to exhi uh, exhibit this uh, uh, Kato Yance that you can enjoy is uh, Chrysoberyl, uh, Tiger's Eye, uh, and, and, uh, and Tinolite, uh, Apatite, uh, Burl, Aquamarine, uh, Heldior, Emerald, uh, Berlinite, um, Dopsite, Garnet. Uh, uh, iolite, kyanite, kyanite, moonstone, opal, peridot, um, quartz, rudel, uh, tourmaline, spindle, topaz, zircon, and many more, many more. Um, milk and honey. Uh, some gems develop this uh, cat's eye that can appear to be made from two different materials when illuminated from uh, particular direction with respect to the observer's eye. In these stones, a cat's eye will appear to divide the stone into a zone of light-colored material on one side of the eye and dark-colored material on the other side. And that phenomenon is known as the milk and honey effect. And they have a picture of that um, below where you it just looks like one side is uh, kind of a... a uh, a dull green and the other side looks like a light a very light blue that's kind of lit up um, so it makes the color look different as you look at it from that that angle very interesting um, there's also cat's eye silimentite silimonite, and uh, that is a beautiful purplish brown um, similite which is mined from Madagascar it has a distinct pink eye um, on the background that is nearly opaque. So that one is really pretty. Cat's eye in aquamarine uh, is kind of rare, and uh, but it can produce a cat's eye. Uh, it's not very strong or powerful, but you will kind of notice it. It is there slightly, but not like uh, some of the other ones. Now, when you're cutting the cat's eye, you want to look for those silk inclusions that are capable of producing that eye, and you want to... Um, orient that stone so the silk will be parallel to the bottom of the stone within the finished cabochon and um, and the inclusions are going to be parallel to the long axis of the cabochon so it's from one end to the other end um, otherwise it's going to be off center or you're not going to have any eye at all so you don't want to you don't want to mess that up you want to make sure that you um, get it in the center um, they have a beautiful example of uh, hell Heliodor, a golden yellow Heliodor burl was mined in Madagascar and this one has a nice uh, eye in it. They've got some cat's eye tourmaline here. 
Um, I've had a few beautiful um, tourmalines, blue and green with cat's eye, and made those for gifts for um, some my wife and her mother, and they love them, and they are beautiful, and they're getting harder to get. So the best cat's eye gems have an eye that meets the following criteria. It's going to be clearly visible. It's going to be symmetrical. It's going to it's going to bicep or inter, it's going to go through the whole gemstone. It's going to contrast sharply with the stone's color, and uh, it's going to move very smoothly as the stone is turned. That is an exceptional cat's eye gem, and uh, it, the importance of that cannot be overstated. Now, there's also diffraction in cat's eye. Um, this is rare where the coarse silk is at just the right spacing to create uh, where it actually picks up a spectral or spectrum of colors passing through it. There's an example of this. Uh, the iris agate can exhibit this type of diffraction where um, it's just beautiful. Um, I've seen some of those on our Facebook group that were not cabochoned out, but they were cut as agates, and they really do display uh, beautiful multicolors all through it um, that is something that cannot be beat. Now if you want to purchase some quality cat's eye gems um, you are going to have to um, look for them uh, with a reputable buyer. You can find them online. It, it's better if you can go meet them. I would go to gym and mineral shows and see if you can find some good gym dealers um, and look for ones that are cut um, properly or if you're going to take it on yourself then pick good material and do a good job cutting it yourself there's also a cat's eye opal um, they have a picture of a beautiful yellow orange opal here that was from madagascar that's cut with uh, a fine line and uh, definitely a cat's eye uh, moonstone is really beautiful even though it can be a colorless specimen uh, the cat's eye can be quite stunning and uh, very attractive quartz sometimes can uh, show uh, a cat's eye this will definitely have some uh, uh, form of uh, silk or something going through the middle to catch that uh, that beautiful light. Now, the other type of stone that we talked about was the asterism, which is the star, the star uh, that picks up all those light. Now, that beautiful, beautiful star um, gives you uh, an, uh, multiple cat's eyes that are going to be shaped in a star. Sometimes it can be just a cross or uh, could be even a, um, a six-pointed or, or maybe even more, but uh, sapphire is one of the ones. Ruby is one of the ones where if you can find a star with six rays, this is highly collectible and uh, very desired. The black star of sapphire uh, which was a cabochon from Thailand is pictured here that is a deep dark dark blue Well, the light that picks up on the star is a beautiful brighter blue It's a six ray silvery blue star that is just takes your breath away so hopefully you're inspired by some of our conversations today uh, to either go do some gym hunting. You don't have to go to a pay dig, but maybe go do some kind of digging. Um, hopefully you're inspired to go check out some of our videos since I did uh, quote a couple of them in today's conversation. Hopefully you had some fun learning about dinosaurs and things like that. Um, we do appreciate your support. If you're able to do that, that's great. We'll put a link at the bottom of the description. Um, but if not, we do appreciate your support just sharing um, the podcast on your social media, uh, liking and subscribing 
is very important to building our membership because we give back to Rockhounding. We give back to the nonprofits. We're trying to build this channel, that's for sure. But uh, some of the proceeds, in fact, more proceeds than what we've brought in, have been redonated to uh, organizations that are doing the work, educating, going into the schools and teaching kids, opening up to the community to help them learn about rocks, put, putting on field trips for the community, um, you know, paying for equipment so people can come in, the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, these different clubs, um, you know, organizations can come in and use the equipment and actually um, learn and be taught about lapidary and all of this. So when you help when you help do all that, that's that's what you're helping also. So remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify.